official podcast of Fender Vendor Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Fender Vendor editor Todd Quartermeyer. In this episode, I'm joined by Fender Vendor columnist Drew Bryant to take a deeper dive into his March column. Drew breaks down how to implement processes in a way that's effective for every individual in your shop, and even the surprising role brain chemistry can play in making those processes effective. And now, here's our conversation. All right. So joined today, uh, once again, by columnist Drew Bryant, uh, we're going to be walking through his March column, um, talking about implementing workflow processes and how that goes, um, you know, with individual employees and, you know, brain processes and, and all that good stuff. So, Drew, um, you know, hopefully people out there have uh, read the piece, but uh, if you kind of give like a general overview of what you talked about in, in the March column and, um, you know, kind of what people need to know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I think when we when we think about running a body shop traditionally, you know, one of the last things that we would consider would be brain chemistry. But um, over the years, we've found a lot of success recently, uh, specifically to how the brain functions, how people react to, um, you know, um, any uh, conflict resolution scenarios and or, um, you know, how the different personalities and what you know, how the personalities kind of uh, what what value they bring to circumstances, uh, whether it be in developing a process and or who, who's going to be you know have the strengths in that that area and or um, really auditing to determine between growth and or you know over over the growth of the company, are there any processes that need changed or updated or implemented or um, really understanding the core behind. Um, how and when uh, something should be said. I really just think that it solidifies an efficiency between between getting them done. And where we were able to consider um, where they where, where they really gained the most traction was being able to kind of consolidate all of the feedback um, from the day to day onto a series of lists. And uh, we created a situation that says. Um, Anything that they ran into within their um, day-to-day um, basically gave them a, a list um, to be able to consolidate all of their feedback from their department. Um, and that list is reviewed with them independently on a weekly basis. And the concept of the list is defines that the right side of our brain um, is, is, is biased, right? It's, uh, it's, it's emotional. It's reactive. Um, we, we just, it, it's the moment where you go, you know, you just blurt it out in your head, whether it's the voice in your head and you're talking to yourself or you're talking to somebody else, you really put very little logic behind it. Uh, and having a circumstance that they can just dump their frustration, dump their feedback onto this list, and then know that they're going to have the confidence to sit down, uh, on a weekly basis. They have one, one hour uh, with their, uh, team lead of, of the undivided attention to be able to review that list uh, and specifically kind of reference what the feedback um, uh, from that department and what value, what nuggets are there. And those the specifics that come from those departments under an hour of devoted intentional time, it's amazing the the momentum that you can really gain in process development and implementation to be able to identify specifics from the front line why is that a problem and really one of two things happen we we figure out is there an area where maybe a process is not being followed somewhere else upstream 
that's ultimately creating this circumstance of of having to redo something um, and or having somebody else having to work harder to pick pick up the slack uh, and or is there an area that we haven't we don't truly have a defined process and there's a lot of time spent when I talk to shop owners on where do I start in a, in a, in, in a non-process rich environment there's there's always confusion as to where do I begin and if you can assess your assess your team members and or especially your team leads have them fill out a simple um, uh, personality test develop some sort it could be a manual list a digital list the software that we use is 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 as a to-do program it's all free app on their phone they can drop something in on the run um, there, there's a plethora of these programs but develop some sort of consistency that they can dump their information onto and then you go through with a far more logical approach on a weekly basis, I think the potential to, uh, the, and or the answer to the question of where do I begin, it becomes really easy. It's, it's obvious at that point. So how did you kind of come by this, um, you know, uh, system? Like I think a lot of owners are looking for ways to, you know, refine their processes and get feedback from employees. And, you know, this is kind of a unique take on it. So how did you kind of develop all this? Yeah. So, uh, two things, you know, brain chemistry was something that I, I guess, underestimated and really I personally didn't realize that was going to be needed within this business. But I learned that first through negotiating with adjusters, um, you know, when we're dealing with file handling and we're trying to really communicate and connect the dots between laying the customer's expectations out with the particular insurer and, and what the OE's procedures were and amongst all of that. There was a lot of cognitive reframing that would take place, and we would really focus on taking an adjuster that was potentially, you know, protecting their position, protecting their insurance company in a very reptilian mind, and trying to get them to, to you know, cog, you know, cognitively reframing them to think rationally, get them in the neocortex, and, I, and it really kind of pushed me down this path of research on the brain function and 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 why we you know why we think the way we do um and as i went down that path of research i actually attended a training um at uh, at ati automotive technical institute of all places that was taught by um an ex uh like a military interrogator and uh he did a he did a very simple um uh, personality test on uh, um that you can you know just do a quick assessment and he had us take it. Um, and when I gave him the results of the test, he, you know, he said, you're this, 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 this. And he rolled off five or six things about me personally. And one of them I didn't agree with. The other ones I said, he's spot on. Until I made it back to my office and I was working after a few days. And uh, one, of the, one of the things he said that I was, I was easily distracted. You know, I would squirrel easily. And I, I caught myself at my desk in the middle of writing uh, an email or something and uh, a noise within the room. And there went my attention. And I said, my goodness, he was right. I, I, I wasn't willing to accept it. And it really got my juices flowing. And at that point, I started to kind of look down that personality test a little bit further. And we, we implemented it within our orientation. So now a part of coming to work here um, – when you fill out your I-9, you know, you fill out a, w, a W-4, we go through everything to onboard you as an employee, you immediately take a personality test. And we identify what on that test, 
uh, who you are, what you are, and and really we train our people um, to understand what their team lead is going to be, and 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 you know understand that conflict res you know conflict is something that you know I think it's 70 percentile people run from, but really understanding that you can embrace it and that's a muscle to be able to develop. The more that you can understand about the people that you're working with, and that more that they can understand that about you and 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 how you function. Once everybody operates in that understanding, it, it's able to um, really the culture uh, of, of, of what you're working in becomes this interdependence of everyone respecting each other's viewpoints. Right. Everyone knows everybody's strengths and weaknesses. We know where, um, you know, who's going to best negotiate with this particular individual, whereas, you know, maybe somebody that uh, is far more analytical is going to do a better job of, of defining what processes should, should be. Um, when, when you're working with somebody that, that wants the, the details associated with it and really taking it a step further and helping them understand the chemistry behind the customers, right? The person that's driving a, a Prius is probably more analytical than the person that's driving a Hellcat, right? They're just a little more thought through and all of those things are considered within our blueprint and triage departments. And it goes a long way, um, when really kind of getting the engagement between the team uh, and and more more importantly, kind of uh, communicating the expectations to the customers. So you know, your shop is kind of you know a ways down the road with you know having done all this stuff. Somebody who's just hearing about you know these sort of concepts today for the first time, but you know wants to take some steps toward it. You know, what how do they kind of begin? Yeah, it's a great great question. Um, you know, to begin this process and really anything relative to process identify identification development implementation whatever it may be before you can get it consistent you can get processes that you know are foundational and they work you've got to start with the core of just having the self-discipline to make time for the one-on-ones right make time for the the structured meetings of setting projections and um you know setting team member meetings if you don't respect the time of that communication, inevitably, you're never going to be able to have any momentum. And so to answer your questions directly, how, how, where would you start? I would start with whoever reports directly to you. If you're a shop owner that everyone in the store reports to you, I, I don't envy you at this point, but in order to get out of that circumstance, you need to be in a position where you can schedule whatever n- denomination of time that you can allot, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, it really should be a true hour in my, my professional opinion. But where every week at that time you sit down for that undivided amount of time and there is no distractions. Neither one of you are going to take phone calls. Neither one of you are going to answer answer any other questions. So you're not going to let anybody collateral to the office interrupt you. If it has to be after hours to accomplish those things, fine. But there's going to be an undivided uh, denomination of time that we're going to sit down and say, during this moment, uh, we are just going to discuss anything that we can relative to what's on this list and or you if you don't have list list implemented just yet you can just do anything regarding process process development right if you just devote time to to intentionally think about it intentionally talk about it inevitably right that muscle is going to um going to grow and you're going to you're going to be able to establish some momentum in, in getting things rolling well, this has been excellent. Um, any final thoughts on this topic? Any final words of wisdom or advice that uh, you want other shop owners to take away from this? 
Yeah, I think the key, and, and I, I kind of just recapped on it. It's it's all about being consistent, right? And if 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 you can if you can give the confidence to your to your staff that you know as owners we we all strive you know we, we have generally the, these these high levels of discipline generally we're going to push push ourselves uh very type a people to the next level and you want to strive and want to keep growing um but to keep your team motivated at that level i think that it has to be in a very predictable and controlled environment and if every week it's a different flavor and there's constantly moving pieces, um, the confidence that they have to be able to invest their two cents or their feedback into whatever it is that you're trying to do um, is going to be far less than the individual that understands, listen, I'm being heard. My word matters. Uh, and the more that the, you know, the, the more that they can communicate to you the specifics of what's going on within their world or their department, their portion of your organization, um, you know, those are the those are the golden nuggets, if you will, that that you need to be able to take things to the next level. Um, you know, regard a lot of technicians in this world, a lot of owners have been technicians at one point or another. But this industry that we're in today is is a is a very different world, right? And we've got to consider what what those frontline employees are dealing with on a daily basis in order to to best uh, you know steer the ship, if you will, down the right path. Fender Bender columnist Drew Bryant, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking to you maybe next month to break down April's column. Thanks, guys.